It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? The Washington Wizards and GM or former GM Tommy Shepard have decided to part ways. This episode, we're going to talk about what moves did he make that led to him being fired? What is the direction of this franchise? Was it wise to keep West Unsell as coach? And who are the replacements that the Wizards are going to be looking at next on Locked on Wizards? You are Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. So Tommy Shepard and the Washington Wizards decide, and in a very surprising move, decided to part ways at the four seasons as general manager in the 202. Now, looking at quick stats for Tommy Shepard, his overall record was 129 and 179 in four years with one playoff appearance with a gentleman sweep by the Philadelphia 76ers in the 2020-2021 season. So, Ed, very surprising move. But what moves do you think – led to Ted Leonsis finally cutting cutting the cord with uh, Tommy Shepard? Um, I think, of course, not making the playoffs again. As Tom, Ted Leonsis was quoted to say, a failure to make the playoffs the last two seasons was very disappointing to our organization and our fans, uh, end quote. Uh, of course, Ted, you know, he wants to make the playoffs. He wants to have those two home playoff games to have a profitable season, and Tommy Shepard once again didn't make the playoffs uh, during this middle build building around Bradley Bill. Now, I personally, I think it's, you know, the, the trades that didn't work out. I think Ted was a, was a huge fan of Rui, as, as, they, as, you, as we all saw that they went to Japan in the preseason. You see Rui playing really well with the Lakers, trading him for three second-round picks and Kendrick Nunn, who didn't give you much at all during the, during the season after the trade, uh, collected a lot of DMPs. Then he traded um, KCP for Monte Morris and Will Barton. That didn't work out. Will Barton had to get traded. He collected a lot of DMPs. He got bought out. Um, so once you just don't make the playoffs and Tommy Shepard, 
his draft picks were okay. They were they were they've been solid rotational players. Denny's been a solid rotational player, but he you know uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton went after Denny a couple picks after him. You could have got a point guard there. Um, Corey Kispert has been a solid pick, a good three point shooter, but you just haven't hit any home runs. Johnny Davis looks like a long developmental process. He played a lot, a lot of G League games this year. Finally got to play towards the end of the year, but a lot of guys were out. Bradley Bill out, Kuzma out, Porzingis out, and Johnny Davis played a lot better, but a lot of guys were out. Uh, when a lot of when a lot of teams play their developmental guys, so it's kind of like when you're missing on your trades and missing on draft picks because Tommy Shepard's mo was hitting on his trades. The Porzingis trade was a good trade. The Gafford trade was a good trade. Um, you know, moving on from John Wall's contract to get Russell Westbrook was looked at as a good trade. Getting off that contract, so Tommy Shepard was known as a good trader, but a mediocre drafter. Now you're a mediocre drafter or, or underwhelming drafter. And then now you're not good at trades. So it's kind of like, what are you bringing to the table? You can't hit on trades and you can't hit on drafts. You have no strong skill that you're bringing to the table. And Tommy Shepard, the injury excuses every year when they don't make the playoffs, the car salesman uh, uh, approach or, or press conference every year, it just didn't work with Ted this time. I am shocked. I am very surprised. Ted gives people many many years as he, as he, as he gave ernie Gref, grenfeld uh what 15 to 20 years and i'm happy that they're finally moving on they're getting away from that in-house um you know nepotism just rewarding guys from in-house not looking outside the biggest statement that stood out to me was that they're looking outside we're gonna talk about gms later uh gm potential gm candidates later but it's huge that ted said and they're going to be looking outside the organization, which is huge, which is something that they always they always hire guys from within. Um, but I do think just the trades did it in for him because, you know, like I said, he's been mediocre, at draft, uh, just kind of solid and below average at drafting. And now you can't make trades. Um, the incomplete grade that Tommy said, I don't think that ran well with Ted Leonsis. Um, The injuries, once again, he said in his pressure that the uh, season was disgusting and disappointing. Um, so, I mean, he just doesn't have anything to hang his hat on. I mean, like you said, uh, the record was what, uh, way below 500. He didn't, this team has not won more than 35 games with, with Tommy Shepard as the GM. So you have to let that sink in. So mediocrity is like, where are you going? You've seen this enough. And, and Ted Leonce has pulled the plug. Um, uh, it's questionable, questionable to me that he's keeping West on Jr. And we're going to talk about that later too, but it was definitely time for sure. And, uh, Tommy Shepard, you know, I think his hands were tied, of course, because Ted, he wants to make the playoffs. He'll never ever tank. He'll never rebuild. So you don't have, he, you know, Tommy didn't have the option to reset and rebuild. He had to come in and kind of clean up, not kind of, but he had to clean up Ernie Grunfeld's mess and still try to win games, which was hard, but he did, didn't, he didn't nail it in the draft. And once again, some, even some of the trades that he did make, uh, the, the um, Dinwiddie trade where he was injured, Trading for an injured point guard coming off an ACL tear, that didn't work out. So some a lot of some of the trades were on on Tommy as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that the failed trades, the Rui trade and the KCP trade, was and the subsequent fallout in the second half of the season was the nail in the coffin. Because like you said, um, I'm with you, man. The KP trade was a good one. Gaff was a good trade, but you know when you're missing on trades. And you're already struggling with drafting and signing, and then, then most of the time you're gonna lose your job. Um, the moves I did like that he made again the KP, the Gaffer trade, uh, moving John Wall, and actually, you know, turning Russ into Kuzma, KCP, and Trez, you know, was a good trade. But you know, early on he was making mistakes. Bertans was a major 
mistake. You know, bringing him back was crazy. But um, like I said, it was, it, I think those two trades this season was a nail in the coffin because one, you traded away the two positions we needed the most. And, and it, so I don't know why Tommy is surprised why we didn't make the playoffs because one, you know, defense again was a big issue this season. We traded away, you know, outside of Denny, the best, and Denny or DeLon, we traded away the best defender in KCP. And if you add in the fact that he's a true three and D where he can shoot at a high percentage from um, behind the arc and defend at a high level, you know, that was a questionable trade. You know, I, I said it when it happened. I said, man, I don't, I don't understand this trade. You know, you're getting a combo guard who's undersized and you're getting a guy in Will Barton that he's not an upgrade defensively. So why would you make that move? You know, and I think they were making the move because of, you know, his, their familiarity with, you know, what sounds said in Denver, but still. Um, and then looking at the Rui trade again, you traded with our best bench score for a guy who after two, three games was out of the rotation and a couple of second rounders, which is the second one of the second rounders in the later part of the second round. So again, what, you know, what is really the hot upside of that pick? But I mean, the list goes on, you know, like I said, 129 and 179 in four years. Um, but I think that Ted is starting to listen to the fan base. Now, I mean, cause you know, it's been said that he does want, well, he does look at social media, you know, Twitter, you know, podcast, he does look at social media, you know? And so it's not, you know, he's definitely listening to the pulse of the fan base because, you know, this fan base, you know, they have never been as angry as they are right now. You know, they, they, they I've never seen this fan base, my, my years of being a, a Wizards slash Bullets fan ever, this franchise ever being as upset because it's just the lack of vision. And he's starting to listen to people. He's starting to listen to people because, number one, when he made the comment that I'm going to look outside of the organization, look, what was the biggest things we said about Tommy Shepard being promoted? I mean, if, if the one GM wasn't making it happen. Why would you promote the guy that was underneath him as his protege? Didn't make sense. So like, like I said, I think he's starting to listen to the fan base because um, obviously different sport, you know, there's, uh, there's a report to him uh, putting a bid in for the national. So he's trying to make moves, you know? So when you make moves like that and, you know, if you know, you, you gotta be at a certain place with the fan base in the city, because especially if you own more than one team, you gotta be a popular guy in DC, you know, because after Dan said has gone, man, he's going to be the most tenured guy here. So, um, yeah, it's just, I think Shepard, um, Tommy Shepard, he pretty much fired himself when those two trades didn't fall through and, you know, we failed to make the plan. That was the nail in the coffin, man. So yeah, it was a big surprise because once I saw West coming back and we're about to talk about West in, in a little bit, but once I saw West come back, I was like, oh, come on, you know, Tommy's definitely coming back. So when I saw that they moved on, I was like, okay, okay. So yeah, that's where I'm at, man. I think it, it, it is a good move. It's a good move. It's a, it's a right step forward because it was famously said that a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. So we that single step has been taken. I think this is a good move. Find new blood. Find an innovative GM who can come in here and really, really get into and de determine a direction and right the ship. You know, what is the direction this franchise is going? And I think that's, you know, obviously we're going to talk about GM replacements, but this is a really good move by Ted Leon says. And as much as as much smack as I talk about the guy, man, I'm gonna give him his due today. You know, this was a good move and a good step in the right direction. So um before we move on, man, uh you got any more on the subject, E? Yeah, it's a good move, but of course there's still a lot of question marks. You know, is he gonna let the new GM, if they actually do want to have a rebuild, let them do that? You know, and that's the question mark with bringing West on so junior back and then you know, his second round picks, I'm not going to ding him too much for that, you know, because second round picks, they're, they're kind of a crapshoot, but still, you know, second round picks. Um, Isaiah Todd, it didn't work out. Yannick Zos has a draft and stash. You know, you look at other teams like the Pelicans. We're going to talk about another GM 
for the Pelicans that's doing really well. He could be a candidate, but Herbert Jones, um, other teams that have, have done well with their with their second round picks, and we just haven't used them at all. You know, draft Admiral Schofield, Cassius Winston when Bull Bull was available. Um, so there's just a lot of misses with Tommy. Like I said, he's drafted solid guys, but he just hasn't hit any home runs. Um, and just the middle bit, and an excuse is you don't make the playoffs with the solid with the solid three with three guys that you're potentially going to pay max deals to. Um, is Ted Leonsis is going to want to go into, into a different direction with the solid three? Is going to want to keep two of them or just one, or is he going to let the GM rebuild? So it's it's very intriguing. But I know it's I know the fans are excited. A lot of people are excited. It's almost like a holiday for the Washington Wizards. I know a lot of people have been waiting for this stream to chime in. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh man, like Christmas all over, man. <laughs> very <laughs> happy, very very happy with this move. But you know, looking at the direction real quick. Um, it's going to be determined who the GM is because if we get a GM who has some tenure in the league, like a Bob Myers or um, Masri out of Toronto, then I can see Ted kind of giving them a little more length, a little more rope to kind of, you know, and I, I believe that if we get a guy who, you know, both of those guys I believe can come in and say, Hey, it's time to rebuild. It's time to rebuild. I get, if we get Bob or Masri in here, I can easily see Bill being traded. I can see this being a rebuild because both of them have orchestrated successful rebuilds. So in Bob Myers, I mean, one of the greatest rebuilds ever was the Golden State Warriors as a dynasty. So, I, you know, he knows how to rebuild a team. Um, if you get Tim Connolly, which, you know, obviously, you know, he's from Baltimore, uh, went to uh, Catholic University in D.C. You know, he's got some ties to the DMV and he, he's a former employee of the Washington Wizards. A part of me thinks that maybe a move that could be a lot more. But again, we're going to talk about it. But. I think that the, the next GM is going to well, who we get is going to determine what division is for this franchise. But I, again, this is a good move going forward because you're starting to see progress. It's progress, you know. Go outside, find a good GM because we said this before. We said it a week ago. Matter of fact, we said it right before he got fired. Look, find somebody, find the right pieces to do the job. Stop trying to promote from within because the only promotion I think from within should be Amber Nichols. Easy, she should be the assistant GM. That should be the, the promotion from within. But as far as GM, go from, go from the outside, find a good GM who's going to come in here and build a championship contender. So um, before we move on, we are going to get into, was it wise to keep West Sale Jr. in D.C.? And who are the GM replacement candidates and uh, uh, what do they offer? But before we move on to the next subjects, tonight's episode is brought to you by Nissan Aria. Now, if I'm going to talk about the characteristics about and incorporate them with a player. It's going to be with Daniel Gaffer. So how do I compare Daniel Gaffer to the Nissan Aria? Well, the electric, brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, elegantly powerful. Delivers on duality, a combination of fierceness and elegance. Beautiful, but strong. The perfect SUV crossover. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs a pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one electric vehicle. The all-new, the all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the electric vehicle for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, E, moving on. Now, obviously, right before Tommy got the axe, 
Um, there was news that Weston Steel Jr. and I believe they uh, reiterated it uh, right after Tommy got fired that West West Unsealed Jr. is coming back for another season. Now, do you think it was a wise move bringing back West Unsealed Jr.? How much rope do you think a new GM is going to give him? Oh, how much much leeway? And then also, I forgot to bring up first, too, with the moves for uh, Tommy Shepard. Drafting Johnny Davis probably didn't help, too. Just looking at some of the other guys behind him that played well, like um, Jalen Duran, Jalen Williams, Tari Eason. Uh, there was a couple rookies that were drafted behind Johnny Davis that that you know looked like they would be better hits in the draft. And you know Johnny Davis can still be a good player, but you know, I'm just looking through Ted's eyes and just seeing the potential building around Bill. They just got to hit on the draft picks. They just don't have a lot of margin for error. And right now they, they're just relying on the young guys a lot to hit. But um, how much leeway should they would they give him? Honestly, just answering that question, I just think they should have went in a different direction, especially with they re with just getting a fresh face in there. If they want to go outside, I think they should have brought in a new GM, let that GM choose their head coach, let them orchestrate and choose the guys that they want in the front office, choose the guys that they want coaching, uh, let them come in and pick their players, let them just have full autonomy, don't have any holdovers or placeholders. It's kind of like an NFL. You don't want to have a, a new coach or a new GM and have a kind of like a, a quarterback that was already drafted there. Kind of kind of like with the commanders and the, and the Washington football team at the time, they had a new coach in Ron Rivera come in, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins came in and, and that coach wasn't the guy that drafted him. So he didn't have any ties or connections to him. So he didn't, he gave him a short lease and Dwayne Haskins it didn't work out, but you know, you kind of know where I'm going there. Like with Wes, I just feel like the new GM should have came in and been able to pick his guy that he really, really wants rather than having to be like, oh, okay, I have to have this guy as the coach and I have to stay with this guy. I have to give him a chance. And it could be potentially a lame duck year for Wes Unsell Jr. Or if the GM really does have full autonomy, if they start off and they're still trying to build around Bradley Bill, Porzingis, and Kuzma, they do have to bring those guys back or the GM has to bring those guys back because Ted wants them back and – once again, they blow 15 plus point leads or, and, and they're losing games like they did last year. The pace is slow. Nothing's getting better. The defense is still bad. Can that GM fire West at the halfway season? Can they be like the Hawks or other teams and just let go of a coach and move on to a guy who they think is really better? Um, so I think West, you can argue that his roster hasn't been great, but at the same time, the numbers show that, you know, the defense hasn't gotten any better. They're blowing leads. Uh, the pace is still slow. Other players, Monte Morris came out and said the pace is slow. They got to pick up the pace. So it's not even just us looking at numbers. It's the players coming out there talking about accountability. So I think Wes is a good person, a good guy, the the lineage with his dad and all that. Uh, but I just think they should have started fresh. I think, honestly, they just, need to, they just need to come in and start fresh with the players, too, and really rebuild. But I know that they probably won't. And keeping Wes is an indicator. It kind of shows you that. Ted still believes in this group. He still believes in Bill. He still wants West to run the run the show and give West one more chance to run the show. Because I feel like if you're going to blow it up, maybe you would give West a chance to coach some young guys that's rebuilding. Or if you're really going to rebuild, you would come up with a new coach and, and start fresh. So um, the report from Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski saying that they're keeping West was definitely a head scratcher in my opinion. But you, you just can't be surprised with Ted Leonsis. Yeah, I think that they're going to give Wes one more year. And I think they're going to give the new GM coming in a chance to find the pieces for the system to make it work. That's what I think that what the vision is going forward. But, yeah, with a new with a new general manager, man, he's going to get one year. He's going to get one year. So 
you know, and obviously, like I said, they're going this new GM is going to try to find the right pieces. But again, like you said, Ted is a big catalyst for the solid three going forward. So, you know, does this change the trajectory of this franchise as far as what their vision is going forward? I don't know, not too much because you know, Ted Leonsis is an owner, so he still makes the final decision. And um, so yeah, I, I see West being here for one more year, but again, when your MO is defense, defense has to improve, especially when you have a GM who you know, look, this new general manager hopefully is going to find the pieces to implement the system. And after that, there's nothing that Wes can say. <laughs> I mean, new general manager coming in, you know, the ball is in his court now because he has to perform. He's got to perform, man. And he's really got to get this team better defensively because the last two years, this team has been abysmal defensively. I mean, they're just saying it's just when I say abysmal, terrible. I mean, we get beat on transition. We get destroyed on the perimeter. We get destroyed in the paint. I mean, we're just not a good defensive team in any aspect. So he's got to improve, man. He's got to get better. But, yeah, uh, one. I mean, I was very surprised to see him stay. But it, like you said, it was confusing to see that he went GM, uh, firing the GM before firing the coach. You know what I mean? Like, usually it would be the coach and then the GM, and then the, the GM would find the coach that he wants in the organization. So, you know, but, you know, again <laughs> – People not know what they're doing, but whatever. But so, yeah, you know, like I said, I'm not going to uh, beat a dead horse, but I think that West has one year, man, one year to prove what he can do if he can implement this defensive system and really and see where we can go from here. Because I don't personally think that they're going to divert from re-signing Kuz and KP. And even if you got to choose between the two, I see KP staying here long term in DC. Now, Kuz, you know, they could you could, it's kind of 50 50. I could see him staying, especially if you look at a lot of his comments he's made about the organization the city um his his you know where his place is in his organization the a lot of leeway and freedom he gets on the off you know as far as his play style but you know we also know that you know he has a life off the court so you know those bright lights are always gonna be calling coups but you know i think there was his response you know him having so much responsibility in dc gives us a leg up to get him back but i don't see us diverting too much about that because a new gm coming in and rebuilding that that's just as hard thing to do man you know, especially when you have established guys here. But but who knows, man? Because I know a lot of us are like, oh, please, please rebuild. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot a lot can happen because, like I said, none of us knew or none of us thought that he was going to get fired. So, you know, you could see Bradley Bill asking for a trade because, you know, Bradley Bill with that contract and with where he's at in his, in his, uh, in his career, you know, is he going to sit through another rebuild? I don't think so. So it's going to be a lot going on in his offseason, man. It's going to be a lot going on with the team in the offseason. But. If I were to bet, Wes has one year, one year left in D.C. Yeah, one year. And you really want to see the start. The crazy thing is that Tommy Shepard, you know, he got that extension after the 10 and three start. So he got rewarded uh, very quickly. And then also in the the actual interview to uh, Hoop District, they asked Tommy Shepard um, if he had confirmed with staying, uh, confirmed with Ted Leon since he would be returning next season. And uh, Tommy Shepard said that's not even been a part of the conversation. So Tommy Shepard was super confident that he was coming back. They just looked all comfortable in the presser and Tommy saying the incomplete grade, it, it, he just felt really comfortable. So I was very surprised that they did make this move. But yeah, as far as Wes, um, I don't even know if it's going to be a year. I mean, if they go off to a slow start, I think, I think the GM could definitely make a move. Uh, but knowing with this organization, they like to see things happen or wait until the trade deadline or wait through halfway of the season to make moves or wait until after the season. So I could certainly see that, but yeah, Wes definitely he, he's he's on. He, I would say he's really on thin ice. A new guy coming in that has no ties to you, a guy that didn't hire you, has no connections, wasn't with the organization. 
uh, like Tommy Shepard. Tommy Shepard's been with the organization since what 2003, so that's a long time. Um, so yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see what West can bring to the table, and if he, you know, and moving with a different direction, like you said, they're gonna bring. They most likely will bring back KP if they bring back just one out of the two between Kuz and KP. How are they going to build those guys? Are they going to do a sign and trade and trade coups for a point guard or something like that? There's a lot of avenues you can go with trying to make the team better, but it's still it's still looking really, really hard to build a contender for sure. And it still looks even tough to just make even make the playoffs with the roster that they have right now and, and their salary cap situation at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if 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 Ted Leon says once his franchise to succeed, he's got to let a GM come in here and be the GM. He's got, you know, the GM's got to have full autonomy to make the moves required for this team to become a contender. Because, you know, I'm going to reiterate my firm belief is for this team to be a contender, we need to do a full rebuild. And I think a full, you know, the GM's going to come in and you're going to see that, you know, because look, I mean, look at it. How far is this solid three really going to go? And then are you really willing to bog down a great proportion of your salary cap for three guys who, you know, they can only take you so far? You know, and it's going to be hard to find a point guard, find another three and D wing, you know, and it's just we need to rebuild. We need to rebuild. And I think this is a, a step in the right direction because I do think that Ted Leonsis is listening to the fan base because he's tried. He promoted from within. It didn't work out. You know, he, he tried to build a core around Bradley Bill and it's not working out. You know, one playoff, you know, another thing about the Tommy Shepard years was look at Bradley Bill real quick. One, one time in the playoffs with him being the star. One time of playoffs, and it was a gentleman's sweep. We have not been anywhere close to playoffs since Bradley Bill's been that guy, replacing John Wall as a franchise guy. So you got to look at it like, how far can you really go with, you know, Bradley Bill being the number one option? And, you know, a general manager will come in and he's going to evaluate. And I think, come on, man, 98% of NBA fans, even if you're not even a Wizards fan, knows that Bradley Bill is not a franchise player. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a, it, everybody knows it. So, you know, a GM's going to come in. But I, I really challenge Ted Leonsis this, man. You did a good, you did a good move. You got rid of Tommy. Now, get a GM who knows what he's doing and give him the autonomy to do his job. Come in and make the changes as he sees fit. Because if we clean house and really get somebody in here that knows how to draft, knows how to find diamonds in the rough in the free agency, you know, knows how to trade, you know, we could be a championship contender. But we have to have competency in the front office, and I believe that. Again, this is a good first step towards that. So um, before we move on, man, you got anything else you want to cover on West? Yeah, I mean, to, to follow up on your point, too, yeah, if Ted is still keeping the GM's hands tied behind their back and still forcing them to try to make their playoffs with this roster building around Bill, then, yeah, it's, it still has a large potential for it to be a failure. It doesn't matter who the GM is. If they're still trying to build around this solid three, it, it, it's going to be really tough, you know. And then I don't know if it was Ted – who really wanted to give Brad the contract, the five-year or 35% of the salary cap cap and a no-trade clause to handicap the franchise even more. I don't know if that was Ted or Tommy, who was really the guy behind that move. But, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough uphill battle for, for anybody coming in. It really is. Yes, sir. So, again, looks like Wes has one more year to prove himself in D.C. So, next, we are going to talk about – who can replace Tommy Shepard at GM? So, you know, a gentleman in Golden State and a gentleman in Toronto we're going to talk about. But next, we're going to hear an ad from E. 
Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, get the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So also, I wanted, I did want to read the statement that the Wizards put out as well. Um, statement from Ted Leonsis, founder, principal partner, chairman, and CEO of Monumental Sports and Entertainment. Tommy Shepard was relieved from his duties as general manager and president of the Washington Wizards. Failure to make the playoffs over the last two seasons was very disappointing to our organization and our fans. A search for new leadership will begin immediately for an executive from outside the organization. I would like to thank Tommy for his dedication to the Wizards organization and wish him the best in his future endeavors. So, um, so a goodbye letter from Ted Leonsis to Tommy Shepard. But, yeah, there's some intriguing GMs out there. Uh, what, what's one guy that you thought about? for the uh, new Washington Wizards GMs. Ha, huh, man. Well, three big names I'm looking at is obviously Bob Myers from Golden State. I think that's the hot ticket. Um, Masai Ujiri from, obviously, the Toronto Raptors. And Tim Conley is a name that I've heard a lot with connections to Ted Leonsis. And I believe he actually was talking to him before he hired Tommy Shepard about the GM position. I guess they couldn't agree on terms and years and he ended up going to Minnesota. But if I were the GM or excuse me, if I were the owner, who would I, I would obviously swing for the fences. I'm going, I'm trying to get Bob Myers. Um, obviously Masai, he, he's an other really, really good GM who knows what he's doing. So those are my top two targets. I'm trying to pry them away. You know, I'm doing whatever I can to get those two guys or one of the two guys, because both these GMs who, who they've proven that they can, they can rebuild a team. They can build a contending team. So, but obviously knowing Ted Leonsis, um, I think the person who's going to have a major leg up might be Tim Conley just because of his connection to the city and his connection to the franchise. But I mean, who knows, man? I mean, you just never know. I mean, I'm, I'm speculating, but then I, I didn't think that Tommy Shepard's going to get fired either. So very well, you know, like I said, Ted Leonsis, he knows that he has to make major moves, man. He knows it. he has to make major moves because we are in purgatory and this team is not good enough to make the playoffs. We're not bad enough to get into a top five pick and we have to make a change because we've said it all year long. We both have said this very comment that to do the very same thing day after day is the very definition of insanity when you expect different results. And he, he sees that, you know, he's a businessman, you know, he sees that it's just not working out. You know, you can only try so many times until you have to cut bait. So I believe that we're going to see major, major moves. But, yeah, if I'm telling honest, I'm definitely going after Bob or Masai, man, easy, because you got to sh- you got to swing high, you know, because, number one, I mean, people don't realize this component is 
if you get a big time GM like Bob Myers or Ujiri, man, then you're going to get those free agents because look, certain free agents, man, they work with certain GMs. If you look at Houston, there's rumor that James Harden may be going back to, he's thinking about going back to Houston. And why is that? His connection, you know, or really his connection to, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Maury was what brought him to Philly. You know, so, you know, players do follow GMs or, you know, players are looking at GMs because you think about it as a player, man, you want to know that your GM is going to be able to surround you with talent. And they, they and so, like I said, players, no good general managers. So if you get if you get Bob Myers or you get is Ujiri in here, man, you you can really curb that issue with trying to get free agents come to D.C. because free agents are going to say, hey, there's competent leadership in the front office in D.C. because I do think that's been the biggest issue for us attracting free agents to D.C. I, I, it's not D.C. You know, obviously, D.C. is not New York. It's not L.A. It's not, you know, a big scene, you know, as far as media and entertainment. But D.C. is a city that a lot of players love to be. You know, if you look at former um, commanders players, watch the football team, you know, whatever, a lot of those players stay in D.M.V. because D.C. is a great city to raise a family. It's a great city to live. So it's not D.C. It's the organization. You know, players want to know that they're going into an organization that has competency. So I think that you have to swing for the fences if you really want to turn this team around. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, um, Tim Connolly, uh, a lot of people brought him up. Like you said, DMV ties, went to Catholic University. Uh, now, a lot of people are, are are not fond of that option because he was under the Wizards organization. Just a lot of that's another familiarity kind of hire. Also, the Rudy Gobert trade, you know, it's not looking too good. You gave up so many first round picks for Trudy, for Rudy Gobert, um, which looked like a lopsided trade, or you just gave up too much draft capital for him. But uh, I mean, they made the playoffs, so that would be that would meet Ted Leonce's goal of making the playoffs. Tim Connolly certainly has done that with the Timberwolves, but still, you know that that is, that was a that was a uh, questionable trade for sure. Um, like you said, Masai Ujiri, I I don't see that happening. I know Wizards fans and DC is a, one of that is one of that to happen. Uh, I think they like talked to Obama or something like that because you know he has good ties with Masai. Uh, so that I I just don't see that happening. Um, a lot of people are talking about the Pelicans uh, front uh, a guy who's in the, the Pelicans uh, front office. Of, uh, I think his name is like Trendon Langdon. Uh, you know the Pelicans have done a good job. They drafted Herbert Herbert Jones in the second round. Um, they drafted Trey Murphy out of Virginia, who's played really well. Who's two two picks behind Corey Kisper. Like I said, I like Corey Kisper. I like that. I like that pick. I think Trey Murphy uh, has. You know, he's he just has more upside. He's more athletic, of course. Uh, he's had some really big games. Trey Murphy went off for thirty, and Corey Kisper had a big game, went off for twenty five. Uh, so I'm not mad at the Corey Kisper pick, but the New Orleans Pelicans they made some good moves. They traded for Brandon Ingram. Um, they drafted Zion Williamson, even though he's been injured. So they locked up with the first pick of the draft. They got CJ McCollum. Um, and they made the playoffs with injuries. And, you know, Tommy Shepard always makes excuses about injuries and manpower and losing players. And the Wizards were below a lot of teams. And, and I think it's like man, man, manpower lost uh, in injuries. And the Pelicans didn't have Zion. They didn't have Brandon Ingram for, for a good part of the year. And they still made the play. They made the play in. And the Wizards didn't even make the play in. And they still had their guys healthy for uh, for good parts of the season. Um, you look at other teams that had to deal with injuries. The Bucks still dealt with uh, Giannis being out, Drew Holiday being out, Chris Middleton being out. Other teams were able to still be successful. Um, but, yeah, Tim Connolly, I, I, I'm kind of iffy on him. The Pelicans uh, front office guy, I think he's intriguing. Uh, Bob Myers, of course, you can't turn him down when you win that many championships. But the only thing is, is that – the Warriors are willing to go into the luxury tags where Ted really isn't willing to do that. Now, of course, the Warriors 
owner is going to do that because you have Steph Curry, you have Clay, you have Draymond, you have so many uh, great future Hall of Fame players on the team. So you're going to do that. Now, looking at Bob Myers' track record, he drafted Clay Thompson 2011, traded Monte Ellis in 2012. So he's a guy that's not scared to come in and make moves and trade franchise players. Because at the time, the Golden State Warriors felt like Monte Morris was a franchise guy. Fans were upset that he was traded. But that's a move that they had to make. They had to make a move where they had to rebuild and let Steph and let Klay Thompson grow as players. And then in the second round, they drafted Draymond Green. We're here. We're drafting guys like, you know, no district to Yannick Zosa, but we're drafting guys like that who just – it doesn't even look like they're going to play in an NBA game. And then, and then Bob Myers drafted Draymond Green, who's going to be a future Hall of Famer, even though he's stepping on people. But um, – so, yeah, we could definitely use a guy like that. Um, there's a um, – G- there's a front office guy with the uh, Thunder – uh, I was trying to look his name up. I can't find it. Um, some people have brought up uh, Tayshawn Prince, the former Piston, former champion. He's in the uh, Grizzlies uh, front office right now. So he's done a great job finding talent for the Grizzlies, obviously, as they're a perennial playoff team with a lot of young guys. Desmond Bain, second round pick. Dylan, Dylan Brooks, late first, early second round pick. Um, so they've been able to find guys like that. Um, so those are those are some names, but I'm looking for the guy from uh, OKC. I can't find his name right now, but some people, uh, Adam Simon, the assistant from uh, the assistant GM with the Miami Heat, they make good moves. Uh, Landry Fields, he's an assistant GM with the Atlanta Hawks. He played for the uh, Toronto Raptors, played for the Clippers as well. Um, you can talk about some of the moves that the Hawks have made, but the Hawks are in the playoffs and we're not. So. Um, so th- those are some so those are some interesting. Will Dawkins is the guy from OKC. Of course, OKC, they just drafted Jalen Williams. They drafted Chet Holmgren. They traded for SGA. They drafted Lou Dort, another late round pick that worked out. Um, so they made they made some really good Josh Giddy. They drafted Josh Giddy. Look how good Josh Giddy has been. So OKC, the way they've run their franchise, they made some really, really good moves. So him learning under Sam Presti, who's done a rebuild the correct way and the right way. Imagine if if Ted Leon says, let somebody build the team like the way Sam Presti's building the team. That would be a dream, but I don't see that happen. I'd still see Ted Leon says trying to force the new GM to come in and try to make the playoffs. Yeah, I feel you, man. But that's the thing. You know, you said um, the fact that the Golden State Warriors are willing to go into the luxury and the Wizards not. See, look, Ted Leon says is a businessman and, you know, economics 101, evolve or die. That's it. You have to evolve. You know, if it's not working, You've got to fix it. You've got to evolve because that's business one-on-one, you know, and he has to change what he's doing. You know, he has to let the GM, he has to give a lot of leash to a GM, you know, let the GM do his job, man. He's, it's kind of like, you know, if looking at football, you know, um, I hate to say his name because he's already gone, but Dan Snyder and Jerry Jones <laughs> are known to be, you know, owners that always have their hand in the football moves. You know, there's always been the MO with Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder is always trying to, you know, make moves, but, now let, let the GM be the GM, you know, let them come in and make their mark on his franchise because, and he's got to be willing to go into the luxury. Look, I'm just saying, you know, he just put a $2 billion bid on the nationals. So, Hey, you can play, you can pay the luxury. I'm just saying <laughs> pay the luxury. You know, you got to, because when I say evolve or die, look in the NBA, very often than not, man, unless you're, you're, you're a young team who the potential just hits at the right time. Most time, you got to pay the luxury. This is what it is, especially if you want to retain that core. Because the reason why Golden State is so good and the reason why Sacramento and Cleveland made leaps this season is chemistry. You know, they got guys who came in and they they gelled. And you look at Golden State, 
They've been playing together for how many years? You know, you and that's the thing. To keep a core together, you got to be willing to pay that core and go into the luxury. So he's got to change what he d- does as an owner. Go into the luxury. Be willing to spend money. You know, be willing to spend money because that's all we ask as Wizards fans because we've seen a certain model with the Capitals and we just want the same thing with the Wizards. You know, be willing to spend some money because I think that if we get competent leadership in here, man, and it, it, it's starting to look good. I'm really happy with this move. I mean, I'm glad to get Tommy up out of here, man. So, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. I think that there's going to be a lot of changes. This this is going to be a really big offseason. You're going to see a lot of changes. You're gonna, you might see a totally different team going into next season. So uh, we're going to do about two to three comments. But, you know, next week we are going to do mailbag episodes, man. So definitely we see a lot of questions tonight. We're going to get to everybody over the week or the next couple of weeks and do mailbag episodes. So uh, before we get into comments, man, is there uh, anything else you want to cover real quickie? No, that's it. Um, just, you know, it was, it was time for Tommy. It was time to move on from Tommy. He was really no better than Ernie Grunfeld, which is unfortunate because coming in, you would, you would hope that he would be better him, better than him. But of course, you know, it, it was naive to think that because he learned from guess who Ernie Grunfeld. So, <laughs> <laughs> And the words of the great ice cube, by Felicia. So let's <laughs> let's hop into some comments. Oh uh, man, a lot of good comments, man. Sheldon T said, Oh, get back. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Are you, you keep pressing at the same time? All right, Sheldon T. I'm starting this one a day early. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe a rebuild is coming. Man, you know, look, Sheldon, you you may see it. Like I said, I think Tommy looks at the situation you know, that he has to do something different. A rebuild is something that, one, this fan base wants. Two, a rebuild is something this franchise needs. They need to just build from scratch, man. Bringing a GM in here is the best decision to Ted Leonsis could have done. Bring a fresh GM in here. And I, I stand, look, I stand by promoting Amber Nichols, man. I stand by that. She needs to be promoted. If you're going to promote anybody from within, she needs to be that candidate to bring her up, be assistant GM, and so hopefully she can work underneath a GM who has some tenure in the league, and then she can go have a successful career as a woman GM in the NBA because I, I really see that. But, you know, we got to have competent leadership, and I think this was the best starting place to do it, man. Yeah, um, Amber Nichols, I wish her the best. I think she's doing a great job with the go-go developing guys. You look at Quentin Jackson, you look at Jordan Goodwin, guys moving up. You look at Chris Dunn, the way he played, and I think the Wizards could have used him. But, yeah, I don't want, it, I don't want anybody from – the go-go, anybody within uh, Monument of Sports. I don't want anybody within. I want them to do an outside search, a real outside search this time, get some real blood in here, no nepotism, no family members, no uncles, no dads, anything like that. Um, you know, shout out to Wes Unsell, his dad, for winning that championship for the Washington Bullets or Baltimore Bullets at the time. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just don't want any nepotism at all. But, um, yeah, Sheldon T. said – Thank goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I personally, I don't see a rebuild coming. I don't. If I had to bet money, I don't think they're going to rebuild at this point. Um, I know Kevin O'Connor tweeted that probably in two months, Bradley Bill will request a trade. That's just him speculating, too. Um, you got to know, how does Bradley Bill feel about this? How does Kyle Kuzma feel about this? They, they build a relationship with Tommy Shepard, and they build a trust with him. They have. You know, they spent time with him. Tommy Shepard assured. He said that they really want to bring Kuzma. They really want to bring it. Uh, Porzingis back. So, I mean, how does Brad feel about this change? Of course, you know, his end of, end of the year pressure, he said, you know, I'm not Tommy Shepard. I'm not Ted. So those are the guys that you have to ask those questions to or, or be upset with or whatever he said in the presser. 
Um, so yeah, it, it's intriguing to see how these months unfold. You know, is is Brad gonna have is a is a light gonna flip off for him that he really wants to finally move on, or was he the guy that you know might have been behind this move and agreeing with this move as well? Yeah, I'm with you, man, and I and I agree. Um, I'm gonna reiterate my comment. Yeah, definitely with GM, we definitely go got, got to go outside. But now, like I said, if if, if the only way I want to promote within is that assistant GM position, but not nah, outside of that. No, nah, I want somebody who's never seen the building before, <laughs> straight up. You know what I mean? I want I want a whole new cast as far as the front office, man. Because this we got to stop. You know, I'm with you, man. Stop promoting within, especially if the predecessor who trained this person. Got fired. I, I never understood that, but uh, let's ch- check out a couple more comments. See, XD Zay Lutton says, Wizards fired Tommy right before 420. You know what that means? <laughs> yeah, XD Zay Tommy. You're something else, man. You really are. You really are. I know it's, it's like a holiday for <laughs> Wizards, and you know, Tommy, he was, a, he was a nice guy and all that. You know, I think he was a nice guy, respectful, but uh, it, it, it certainly was time. It certainly was time. Um, Michael Wilder said he probably went to Ted and said he was looking to draft some Brazilian league second string. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really oh. yeah, the drafting, the drafting did it for sure. Now, like I said, he made some really good trades when he traded Aaron White uh, to the Spurs for Davies Bertans, but he didn't capitalize. He should have traded Bertans when other teams wanted him, like the Celtics were willing to trade a uh, first round pick for Bertans. He should have capitalized on that. Um, I think trading Troy Brown for Daniel Gafford and Mo Wagner for Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson Gafford. I think that was a steal of a trade. Um, Przingis and, and um, trading Dinwiddie and Bertans for Przingis in a second round pick. I gave that trade an A. There's some trades that were an A, but recently some of the trades have gotten F grade. I think the last two trades he made, trading Rui and seeing what Rui's doing and KCP, he's in the playoffs. Uh, for guys that didn't really help out much, uh, it's just it was an F grade. He got an F for that. So when you get C's for drafting and now you're getting F's for trades, uh, it's not an incomplete grade anymore. It's it's a D or an F, and it's t- it was time for for him to move on. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, one more thing, man. I think you're right that as much as we want rebuild, I don't see it happen. I'm with you. You know, I, I think it's something. I think it's what we need, but I don't see it happening. They're gonna try to to move forward with this core of the solid three. But I don't know, something, a part of me thinks that, you know, Kuz is not a guarantee. I think KP stays. I think KP, I think the deal's already done. I think, But I think Kuz is going to, he's definitely going to entertain other teams during um, the offseason. So, yeah, there were, yeah, but yeah, I think they're going to go forward with what they got going on. So let's see. We're going to do one more comment. Uh, if you see a good one, go ahead and, and get an E. Oh, let's see. Uh, it's just love that we fired him, but why keep West bringing in a GM and now that the GM pick his pieces hardly ever works? Yeah, we both talked about that earlier. Where it, it, like I look at it as the NFL with a quarterback. You know, you bring in a new coach and a GM. They want to draft their guy. They want to sign their quarterback. They don't want to take the old quarterback that was already there. They have no ties to that guy. Um, there's so many examples with teams coming in with new GMs and new coaches. And they don't really want that guy. They usually trade him or, or or give him one chance in one year, and that's it. When if they draft, if they bring in their guy, they want to develop that guy and run with that guy and develop that quarterback. But uh, with this coach, it, it just it, it just feels like a lame duck. It feels like a lame duck coach to me, honestly, right now. Um, where the GM is, he's not really his guy. And if West doesn't do well, he's going to be on a short leash, as as he should be. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's a good, good comment from Desan because, you know, like I said, you know, we said it before, usually the GM picks his guy. So, and that's why I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, the, the, whoever the GM coming in is, they're going to give him one year to see where he's at and whether this system is going to work in DC and whether we have the personnel to implement it. So, let's see. See, uh, T Bass said, please don't overlook that Bill will be the next to go. You heard it here first. Well, I mean, it's a possibility, you know, very well. Bill could, especially if you look at the comments he's made, the, the exit interview, you know, patience. You know, if anybody needs patience, it's us, but you know, <laughs> him not having patience for the direction, I mean, very well could push him out of DC. So, I, I'm, I for one, I'm not gonna say it couldn't happen. I think there's a possibility that you could see Bill getting moved because, you know, obviously, with him, the Every year you go forward in this Supermax, you're paying him more and he's getting older. So really, if you look at it, if you are, I mean, if you're going to make any moves to trade him, this would be the offseason to do it. So, mm-hmm. Right. And um, Desan also said, I don't think Tommy and Wes liked each other. Tommy threw Wes under the bus in the press conference. He called Johnny Davis a point guard. Wes said Davis can't and never will. So we'll play point guard. There was a d- disconnect there. Tommy Shepard did say that Johnny Davis is a point guard. We all know watching out of Wisconsin, Johnny Davis was a point guard. Johnny Davis was a scorer. He was a mid-range scorer. That's what he did at Wisconsin. And I, that's why I expect him to do. He hasn't gotten there yet, obviously, um, but he's certainly not a point guard. Um, that's just not his game. And, and Tommy thought that, and there was a disconnect there. And then, and then Tommy talked about West with his defense approach and, and not getting through to the guys as well. So that kind of was throwing – uh, West under the bus as well. There was another comment that was in here, but I, I couldn't really, I can't really find it right now. Um, oh yeah, T. Yeah, I think you already said T. Baz said, uh, please don't overlook that Bills in Mexico. You hear it here first. Yeah, we'll see, man. Time will tell. Time, time will tell. You know, this, 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 this could make some people uncomfortable because it's a new guy coming in. They don't have ties to the new, new GM like they did last time. Yes, sir. So again. Before we roll, it is going to be an electrifying offseason for Washington Wizards fans because I think there's going to be big changes in the capital city. So uh, before we roll, man, you got anything else? No, that's it, man. It's a new day. We'll see. Um, like I said, I'm not I'm, I'm optimistic, but at the same time, I, I just I can't be optimistic until I know that Ted is going to let the GM actually GM. And by keeping West, it, it just doesn't really give me that confidence that he's going to let the GM do what the GM really wants to do. Yeah, I'm with you. But you know what? The first domino has fallen, though. So we'll see how it goes. Because as I said, this offseason, you're going to put a lot of content with the draft coming up, free agency coming up, uh, mailbag questions. So we are going to definitely keep it interesting this offseason and keep you guys hooked and ready for the next NBA season. So thank you, Femming Locked on Wizards, your first listen every day, every day or tomorrow. We are going to talk about KP and Kyle Kuzma and how they graded at the end of the season. So, again, appreciate everybody. And it's a good day for Washington Wizards basketball. New era, a step in the right direction. So, hail to the Wizards. Hope everybody has a blessed evening and peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.